0: And welcome to the KDLM Sports Wrap 1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. My name is Zeke, and a lot, a lot to get to today. Second half of the wrap, joined by MSHSL's John Millay. We're going to dig into the decisions made a couple days ago by the Board of Directors. And the two questions I want to ask John is, is, is two questions I've seen a lot on social media. I've seen a lot on just, just, just circulating everywhere. And, and questions I've I've been asked myself that I don't have the answer to. Is a what are state tournaments potentially going to look like in the fall, and B, what is fan capacity going to look like for fall sports, for high school level sports, and and I I don't have the answer, and 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 to be to be quite frank, I don't think anybody has the <laughs> the answer right now. I know we, we we talked to Rob Nielsen a little bit yesterday, and he doesn't really know. I mean, it, it'll probably be left be left up to. To Department of Health guidelines, you think, and, and a lot can change between now and and when state tournaments happen in October and and November. But we'll talk to John Belais second after the wrap. But before that, a lot to get to. PGA Championship begins in San Francisco today. Some good hockey upsets last night, and the Twins. Could this potentially be the best Twins team ever? Let's recap the last twenty four hours in sports here, real quick.
1: Rewind time. <laughs>
0: Before we get to the the Wild, the NHL, and the Twins, let's talk a quick Vikings note. What was your favorite P.J. Hall to the Vikings moment? The trade falling through on Tuesday, one day after the Vikings acquired the defensive tackle from the Raiders. He was a third-year uh, lineman out of Sam Houston State, second-round pick in 2018. Uh, did not pass his physical. So P.J. Hall not coming to the Vikings. So they're still looking to fill... That void left by free agent acquisition Michael Pierce, who opted out of the season last week. And they thought that Armand Watts may be the guy too, but he was recently placed on the COVID-19 list. Which means he either tested positive for the virus or has been in contact with someone who has. Vikings not permitted to disclose if Watts has tested positive, but it's clear going to need some help in the middle of their defensive line. Looking at uh, the potential free agent list right now in the middle, you've got uh, Damata Pico. And Damon Harrison and I, I would probably lean Damon Harrison, strictly because his nickname, his nickname is Snacks. <laughs> you want a defensive tackle to fill up that the middle of that line whose nickname is Snacks, right? That's 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 got to be worth something. Like Fridge was back in the day. the Twins, man, I I want to pump the brakes on everyone's expectations of the Twins. Yes, they are ten and two right now. Winners of six straight games, the best record in Major League Baseball. And I'm not trying to take anything away from him, especially not Randy Dobnack last night, who in his, is pretty much his homecoming, Dobnak grew up twenty minutes from uh, Riverfront Stadium, PNC Park. He's estimated he's been to about 150 Pirates games in his lifetime. Kind of the Kent Herbeck of Pittsburgh, you could <laughs> you could say. Where, where Kent Herbeck always says he Herbie grew up in Bloomington in the shadows of Metropolitan Stadium. He always says. dobneck since moving into the rotation for Jake Odorizzi, he's been really, really, really good pitching the Twins to a, a five to two victory last night. Kent and Maeda on the on the bump for the Twins today. And Maeda's been pretty good too. He beat the White Sox 14 2 last uh week, allowing five hits, two walks over eleven innings and striking out twelve so far. That that's that's overall. Uh Maeda two and one with a four point four two ERA and three career starts against the Pirates, which, which doesn't equate to much because this year's Pittsburgh Pirates team is terrible. I feel bad for Derek Shelton, former bench coach for the Twins, who is now the at the helm of the the pirate ship, the Jolly Roger in Pittsburgh. And here's what well, that maybe that's that's my main reason why we need to pump the brakes a little bit on crowning the twins the 2020 World Series champions is the pirates are terrible and the, the twins look really 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 good against a terrible team. Granted you need to beat the bad teams to get a good record and that the twins did take 3 of 4 from Cleveland, Cleveland didn't look its best. It's early in the season. But I I don't know I'm maybe it's it's the Minnesota sports fan in me that's apprehensive about getting super excited about the Twins. Yeah, they're ten and two. The Yankees are nine and two, so we've got that going for us. Athletics eight and four lead the AL West. White Sox seven and five. Indians seven and six. Tigers five and five, which they haven't played in a while. They're in that that postponed series with St. Louis after they had a bunch of guys. Positive, and the Royals are are three and ten. So that's kind of what we're looking at for the uh, for the season. We're, is we're playing a, a five hundred White Sox team, a five hundred Indians team, a five hundred Tigers team, and a way below five hundred Royals team. And the NL Cubs also ten and two. So maybe the Twins have the best record in the AL. Maybe that's a, that, that's why I suck. Cubs are ten and two. Twins love to play the Cubs like. 6 times this year. Brewers are 4 and 5. They're on this uh this road trip for the Twins. Reds are 5 and 7. Cardinals only 2 and 3. They've only played 5 games because of COVID stuff. They have, they're going to have a lot of doubleheaders to make up. And then the Pittsburgh Pirates, Twins are 10 and 2. Pittsburgh is 2 and 10. But you got to beat those teams to get to the playoffs. You got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat the Twins are doing that. They're looking good doing it. I, I just don't think the Twins are going to see other than maybe the Cubs, and if if the Brewers can turn things around, of course the Indians are always tough. But once you get to that, that that's the, the 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 tough part about this season is you're not going to know how you stack up against the other best teams in the majors. You're not going to potentially see the Yankees. Until the playoffs, if things match up that way, because let's let's be honest, they always stink and do. We always face the Yankees, and well, I guess it'll be October, November this year when the playoffs are. You're not going to play the A's. You're not going to play the Astros, the Angels, the 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 Blue Jays, the Rays. You're not going to face those teams. The the teams, the, the other premier teams in Major League Baseball. You're not going to face until the playoffs, and that's what worries me. For the Twins is as, as, as I, I know Rocco Baldelli, manager of the year. He's not going to let his guys get lulled into a sense of, of 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 false security like that. I guess you could you could call it. But once the playoff comes, it's going to be a wake up call because you're not playing the Royals and the Pirates and the Tigers and the Cardinals and the Reds anymore. You're playing the big boys. Of baseball, Free. NHL hockey on KDLM this afternoon. Twins do play this afternoon. We are going to instead carry Wild hockey game three of that five game series. A uh, game four will be tomorrow night, one fifteen pregame, one thirty puck drop today. So we are going to have some afternoon hockey on KDLM today, which will be which will be good because to, to be honest, I haven't watched much because when, when the puck drops at nine thirty. And I'm gonna be at work at like four o'clock the next day. There's there's not a whole lot of hockey being watched, but today there will be. And I can't wait. Something I can't wait for is the Blackhawks. Get a, 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 a taking a quick look at the NHL playoff picture right now. Uh Blackhawks rallied to beat the Edmonton Oilers last night. Uh Blackhawks are a twelve seed. They're leading that series two games to one. Also a twelve seed leading their series is the the twelve seeded Canadians. Leading the Pittsburgh Penguins two games to one. Which is just shows, especially in the NHL, anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Especially a a, a five-game series like this. Scores last night, Florida three. New York Islanders two. Islanders lead that series uh, two to one. Arizona beats Nashville four to one. Coyotes lead that series two to one now. Tampa Bay over Boston, three to two. Colorado over Dallas, four-nothing. Montreal over Pittsburgh, four to three, like I just said. They lead that series three games or two games to one. And the Blackhawks have the, the Oilers one game away from elimination as well. They lead that series three to uh, two games to one. And that makes me nervous for the wild tonight. Because Staylock is it was was amazing in game one. He was okay in in, in game two. Is it the guys in front of him didn't help him out any, and they all don't forget the Wild almost came back to win that game. Granted, they were down four to one, and then two late goals by Fiala, who has three goals in these two games, made the score closer than it actually looked. But maybe not playing it at nine thirty at night will will help the Wild. The bad news is game four time has been announced, and guess what? Uh, we're back on the nightcap nine fifteen pregame show tomorrow night on KDLM nine thirty game four. The time hasn't been announced for Game 5 yet, but if Game 5 is needed, that will be on Sunday. Other things going on. uh, The NCAA Division 2 and Division 3 have canceled all of their fall championships. That's right. No fall championships in Division 2 or Division 3 this year. The fall sports championships were canceled among the ongoing coronavirus. The sports affected include football, soccer, cross country, field hockey, water polo, and volleyball. Other divisions will have until August 21st to make a decision. Which I feel like, like, like Division One has a little bit more flexibility with with COVID 19, where they have more money to spend on on testing and all that kind of stuff. And if you're going to play the first eight games of the season, anyways, like like the Gophers released their v- schedule yesterday. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow because we're running out of time. We got to get to John Mulay in the second half of the wrap here. The Gophers have a very tough schedule this year, kicking things off right away at Michigan state. It doesn't get any easier after that, unless maybe uh November 14th Northwestern. That may be the easiest game on the schedule this year. If you're going to play those games, especially division one, why not have your, your championship games, conference championships. I thought that's going to be issue because you're playing those teams anyways. But when it gets to uh big 10 versus, you know, sec and is, is PAC 12 even going to have football this year? Cause the first school to cancel their football season was UConn. They did that yesterday or the day before. And so things could 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 fall either way there. So those keep an eye on the PGA Championship starts today. Uh Tiger Woods is paired with Justin Thomas and Rory McElroy this morning. And two time defending champ Brooks Kepka is out on the course as well, look to make it three in a row. We'll have updates from the PGA Championship in San Francisco throughout the day on Cadyland beginning at twelve thirty this afternoon and running Through the weekend, coming up next on the Sports Wrap, MSHSL's John Malay. You can follow him on Twitter at MSHSL John. Is going to join us to talk about the fall season, what's happening, what's not happening. I'm going to ask him the two big questions I have, and that concerns state championships. Like we just heard, that NCAA Division Two and Three have canceled their fall championships. That doesn't make me optimistic about having any championships for high school fall sports. And how many fans will be allowed at games, if any? Those are the the two big questions I have for John. We're talking to John Belay next on The Wrap.
1: I'm Patrick Claybon with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The second Dolphins wide receiver has opted out of the 2020 season. Albert Wilson informing the team he has chosen not to play this season due to COVID-19 concerns. Alan Hearns previously announced the same decision. Cowboys defensive end Randy Gregory hit social media Wednesday to say he's been treated unfairly by the NFL in his efforts to be reinstated from what was an indefinite suspension. Gregory said he's in great shape physically, mentally, and emotionally, but that he's being held back because of COVID and testing. Stephon Diggs will receive a few more dollars this year than previously expected. The Bills have tweaked Diggs' contract, moving some money up to this season's salary. Buffalo D-tackle star Latula Lay's decision to opt out is what freed up some cash on the 2020 salary cap. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network.
0: 1340 Katie on the station, you can count on. Welcome back, back to the Sports Wrap. Joined on the phone now by John Mullane with the Minnesota State High School League. Good
2: morning, John. How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, it's, it's, it looks, look at your Twitter, at John. that you've been uh, pretty busy these last 48 hours with uh, decisions made by the Minnesota
0: State High School League on Tuesday. To, to move some things around sports-wise, uh, give us an update on, on where things are right now.
2: Yeah, Zeke, the, the board uh, met yesterday. Um, some of them were in physically in the high school league office. Most of them were on Zoom. That's the world we live in, and yep. COVID nineteen is uh, affecting every aspect of everybody's lives in this state. So, of course, it's, it's impacting high school activities. And yeah, they, this was these were some big decisions. They spent a lot of time, and, and the the phrasing I've used is any group that has to make decisions like that um, have to take the best available information and try to make the best possible decisions for, for who this impacts. And in this case, the information, a lot of it, comes from the Minnesota Department of Health. Mm-hmm. We all know about limits on restaurants and bars and, and gatherings indoors and outdoors. And uh, the group that these decisions impact are, the, are our high school kids. So the health and safety of those kids is paramount and all these kinds of decisions. And, and, you know, coaches and officials, too. We've got a lot of older people who coach and officiate and, we know COVID impacts older people more than younger people. So there's a lot of parts to this. And, and the, to me, the best news that came out of this meeting is nothing was canceled. You know, yes. We all remember how traumatic it was when the state basketball tournaments were just, just stopped. One day they just stopped. And, you know, more trauma when spring sports did not happen. Uh, so that's the thing. Yesterday, the board did not cancel anything. There are certainly some adjustments. And the, and the headline there is, you know, football and volleyball will be new, moved to later in the season, later in the year, kind of a March through May calendar with with the traditional spring sports to follow. And, you know, and, and for the fall sports remaining here, you know, tennis, soccer, volleyball, cross country, the seasons will be shorter. There will be no big meets, no, no you know, no more than two or three teams at any competition because of COVID. Uh, less less lengthy travel schools are going to be asked to, to uh, compete against teams in their conference and their section mostly. So it's a new world. You know, it's different. It's clearly different. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody expected that high school activities would just keep keep continuing as they always have in, in this time with this virus around it. So the board made, you know, they made a lot of decisions, a lot of hard decisions. They're taking some heat, you know. Some people are not happy at all.
0: We can't make everybody happy is is the deal.
2: Yeah, you're never going to make everybody happy. And I think it's interesting when I just look at social media, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, that the immediate reaction was anger yesterday. I heard from so many people, how could the high school league be so stupid? How could these board members make these dumb decisions? That was the immediate reaction. Mm -hmm. And now I think it's people are wrapping their arms around it. And it's, it's turning positive pretty quickly here. I retweeted a, a message from a mom who said her daughter was so excited. She's a volleyball player. Well, she's not going to have volleyball this fall, but she also loves to play soccer. She's so excited. She's going to get a <laughs> soccer season, which she couldn't do before, uh-huh. and then have volleyball later on. And uh, yeah, you know, and there's no perfect way to do this, uh, Zeke. It's There's no playbook. And the, I think the board just decided, you know, the, the Department of Health, ranks volleyball and football as high-risk sports, we get that. There's a lot of contact between kids from both teams. Mm -hmm. So they thought the best chance to allow those seasons to happen was moving them to this March, April, and May calendar, which is new. And I'll tell you what, if I had kids in a spring sport, baseball, softball, track, lacrosse, golf, whatever, I'd be thrilled because those seasons are going to start later. Yeah, They're going to end a little later. They're going to end around the 1st of July. So they'll go two, three weeks later than normal. But the weather concerns, you know, we we never know about the weather in Minnesota, but I think that alleviates a lot of those weather concerns, the Aprils and Mays when there's snow on the ground. And I think uh, this is a big boost to spring sports.
0: Let's take a look at, at, at the schedule because they, they're, they're making – what they're calling the fourth season, so so fitting four seasons into the traditional three fall, winter, yeah and and spring for that for that that quote unquote spring season from from March till May, is it gonna be just volleyball and football in those seasons, or are they gonna move some things in there too? Is it gonna be solely football and volleyball?
2: Yeah, nothing has been. Nothing else has been changed right now, as it stands right now. And, and we don't know what COVID's going to do. Right. Hopefully, conditions get better as we go, but we don't know that. But as of right now, the the winter sports they're on track. Nothing has been changed mm-hmm. regarding winter sports. Not one thing has changed. So they will end in March as they always do, and then uh, there will be that window opened before spring sports that'll be strictly for football and volleyball. So that's kind of the way the the board the, the a task force has been working on this for about 3 weeks meeting I think daily with some of the high school league board members and veteran you know athletic directors and people who who live in this world they came up with several ideas several proposals this is the one the board chose was for this one calendar year this one school year go to the four season format to try to make this work and uh, yeah so it'll be The way I understand it, and if nothing else changes, starting in the middle of March and going to the middle of May, it'll be just football and volleyball. You know, and seasons will be shorter. It looks like there will be a six-game regular season for football. And I think the thinking there is maybe there'll be two weeks or ten days between games. And, you know, depending on the weather, and we're talking March, April in in Minnesota, flexibility is going to be important, you know, Mm -hmm. for areas that have access to turf fields. Those might be busy. I would not anticipate football being played strictly on Friday night. You know, some of these turf fields may have three games in one day. If the weather's bad, now maybe late winter, early spring will be great and all the grass fields will be fine and there won't be a ton of rain and the fields will remain playable. But, uh, you know, again, lots of things to be decided. But uh, I'm hearing great optimism, some great messaging from football coaches. If you want to read a great message, from a football coach, go to the MSHSL Facebook page. I just posted a note from the uh, football coach at Wheaton Herman Norcross, James Paul, talking about how we all we can do is control the things we can control. Right. And he really went into great lengths talking about these lessons. And, and I'd encourage anybody to go read that. And, and I, you know, I haven't heard one negative word from a high school athlete here this whole, since these decisions were made. Moms and dads are upset. You know, some coaches aren't tickled. But I think the high school kids, you know, they're resilient. High school kids will, mm-hmm. will do whatever, they'll handle whatever is put in front of them. And I think that's really been an incredible thing. And I've seen, I've seen messages from high school kids who are excited. You know, an AD messaged me yesterday. He ran into a couple of his athletes, uh, one male, one female, one plays football, one plays volleyball. They are thrilled. They thought their seasons were going to be just canceled. They are thrilled, that they can still play volleyball and football even at a different time of the year. So give it, to, give it up to kids. They, they handle these things much better than, than some of the adults.
0: We're talking to John Millay with the Minnesota State High School League. Do we have an update on what uh, fan capacity in the stands is going to look like for, for at least fall sports, for, for swim and dive, cross-country, soccer, and tennis?
2: Yeah, see, that's a little murky right now, and the Department of Health guidelines will, will have a lot to say about that. I would imagine for cross-country, there will be no changes. People can social distance.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: there will be no cross-country with more than three teams. The board didn't have a lot of interaction with a lot from a lot of different communities because of the virus. And tennis, girls, swimming, I think only dual meets is all they can do. So I, I, I worry about uh, – I think that was one of the concerns about volleyball. As it stands right now, once kids are back in school – uh, no visitors will be allowed in those facilities is the way I understand it, unless they're coming in for, you know, parent-teacher conferences. So I don't think I'm, – I'm guessing – we need clarification, but I'm guessing uh, some of these sports, if teams are playing indoor tennis, uh, there may be no spectators. Soccer should be fine. You can social distance, um, you know, cross-country. Outdoor tennis should be fine. Uh, when we, we we'll know a lot more once we get to winter sports, which are basically all indoors, mm-hmm. other than the skiing events. Hopefully, we'll know a lot more by then. But yeah, we just don't have answers on on fans right now.
0: So, how do you think the like like uh, swim meets with only uh, two? Teams participating are or, or cross-country, basically eliminating like the Malacca mega-meets yeah. and the GRAAC race yeah. and the Moorhead race. Yeah. What does this look like for, for state competition? Do, do we know what it will look like when we get those 8, 10, 12 teams together for state?
2: Yeah, well, we don't know if we're going to have state competitions. That's another thing the board decided they're going to have to make those determinations. Um, so we don't know if there will be any subsections, any sections, any state meets. And especially this fall, I think they'd left that undecided for a reason because uh they the main goal here was let's allow these teams to start practicing, start competing, so they're gonna go on August seventeenth that's the scheduled date for the first day of fall practice, so those four sports soccer cross country, swimming and tennis they're gonna go August seventeenth i think I think the thinking with the board was let's let these kids get together on their teams. But before school starts, as is always the case, because mm-hmm. things could change once everybody's back in school. You know, for the for the districts that allow full physical attendance, uh, we, you know, again, it all hinges on how the virus reacts. But so as of right now, we don't know about postseason. And I think, as I said, the thinking of the board was let's let these kids have their seasons. It's much more important to have a regular season for everybody. Than to have a postseason that ends with competitions for a handful of teams. Right, this could be a year. I don't know about winter sports. I don't know about football and volleyball. I don't know about spring sports, but it's it's not inconceivable. This could be a year without postseason. Nobody wants that. Everybody wants to compete and, and go as far as they can. But right now, we don't have any answers on what the what the postseasons may look like.
0: Looking at practice, I know I know uh, some some spring teams that had their seasons canceled last spring, baseball, uh, track and field, softball, uh, among those, are going to be able to practice this fall. Uh, Football and and, and volleyball able to, to get together and practice a little bit this fall, too?
2: Yeah, the board made that decision, too. You know, everybody feels bad for all those spring athletes who missed out on their season last spring. So if they want to and their schools and their coaches want to, all those spring teams can practice this fall. Football and volleyball teams, it's up to each school, to each team. If they want to practice this fall, the board said okay to that. And I would suppose, you know, those will be similar, I would think, to summer workouts, which a lot of teams do with their coaches. Mm. Um, You know, and and again, the Department of Health guidelines asked to restrict it to pods of, I think, 25 kids will work out together every day, no more than 25 in a pod, and you may have two or three pods, depending on the sport. Of working out, not a lot of uh, physical contact, but I would anticipate we'll see some football teams, you know, maybe wearing full pads this fall practicing. Now that's hard because you know, you're not going to play a game this fall, mm-hmm. but I think if, if the attitude is we're looking at it as extended summer workouts, that would be, that would be a positive, but again, it's going to be up to each individual school district if they want to do that. You know, some kids are going to be playing fall sports and they won't have time to, to go to volleyball or, football or baseball or softball practice, and that's fine. For small schools, there are some real challenges here, but I think the bottom line is opportunities for kids are going to be there.
0: John, if someone wants to stay in touch with you or or, or uh, keep up to date with the, with the high school league's decisions, what's the best way to do so?
2: Yeah, I, I uh, try to maintain a nice line of communication on Twitter. I'm MSHSLJohn. I uh, post uh, things on the MSHSL Facebook page and And just in recent days, we've debuted a new website at mshsl.org. We needed a new website a long time ago. We finally got it. It's it's great looking. It's highly functional, but we'll need some patience from people. A lot of information that was on the old website isn't there yet. You know, team rosters, team schedules, lists of coaches for each school. It's coming. You know, it's a slow process. We depend on um, schools to provide all the information for their school and Everybody's being trained on how to navigate this website. The ADs are are doing a great job of getting up to speed on that. So there's a lot of ways to stay connected to the high school league. People are welcome to ask me questions on Twitter. If I can provide answers, I try to. So, yeah, we you know we're all in this together. I, I tweet that a lot. I just that's that's kind of the message. I think we all should think of we're all in this together. You know, we want what's best for the kids and our communities, and we want everybody to stay as healthy as possible. So. Um, I'm, I'm, I love chatting with people and I get a lot of emails, direct messages on Twitter from people and, and, uh, that's, that's a big part of my job and I'm happy to do it.
0: Well, John, we really appreciate all the hard work you put in, uh, for, for all of us is keeping us all informed and, and sitting through that four hour meeting yesterday. I'm sure it wasn't, uh, a, <laughs> a, a, a fun thing to do. Cause I was there with you just waiting for them to, to yeah. get to 9H and make that decision.
2: Yeah. It's not heavy lifting and we're not digging <laughs> ditches We're I was sitting at, at home. I, I was watching on zoom. And because uh, our office is technically closed, a few of the board members were in the office, but basically it was a Zoom meeting. And and uh, yeah, you know, it, it's 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 uh, interesting as these things take shape. And there was such a huge audience listening to that thing, mm-hmm. and then everybody waiting on social media. You know, and you know, ten years ago these board meetings were held, and you had to wait until you picked up the newspaper the next day to know what happened. It's amazing. It's amazing how fast information spreads. And uh, people are sure interested. That's why
1: I've never seen anything like it
2: in 10 years with the high school league. And I covered these board meetings for, I think, five or six years before that yesterday was a, was a momentous day. And and the interest was super high. And I think if everybody remains calm and, 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 you know, always keeps thinking about what's best for these kids, it'll all work out.
0: Joe, we appreciate your time. Take care, stay safe.
2: Thanks, Zeke. I'm glad to always glad to talk to people from DL. It's one of my favorite places in the world.
1: (laughs) Can't wait. It's finger looking good. Sweet. Dude. All
0: right, thanks again to John Millay for joining us on the Sports Wrap today. A lot of good information there. If you want more information, you can follow him on Twitter at MSHSLJohn. If you'll go back and listen to that interview, you can do so online at kdlmradio.com. Look for the On Demand tab and find KDLM Sports Wrap. You can also subscribe to uh, the KDLM Sports Rep on Apple Podcasts. We upload probably about half an hour after the the show airs. Takes a while just to to edit it down, mix it down, upload it, and do all that kind of fun stuff. So should have that up shortly. Can't wait moments. Well, there's a long period of time where there was nothing going on in the sports world. And now today, we have not one, but two games. Not only two games, but two games going on. At the same time, first pitch at 110, wild puck drop against Vancouver at 130. We are going to carry wild hockey on KDLM this afternoon. 115 pregame show, 130 puck drop in game three against the Vancouver Canucks. The always crucial game three of that playoff series. Game four is tomorrow. Game five, if needed, is going to be on. Sunday. Also beginning about twelve thirty this afternoon, we're gonna have updates from the PGA championship, courtesy of Westwood one Tiger Woods back on the course. He's paired with Rory McElroy and Justin Thomas with two-time defending champion Brooks Kepka looking to make it three in a row this weekend. Well have updates throughout the day, uh now through the end of the tournament on Sunday night here on KDLM. That's right for the sports wrap back tomorrow, 9:30 right here on the station. You can count on 1340 KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Just after 10 o'clock right now, Off the Record with Zeke begins after CBS News.